There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella. Which is just a very extra way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast! I'm Dios FM. And I am Mala Munoz. Locatora Radio is your prima's favorite podcast hosted by us, Mala and Diosa. We're two IG friends turned podcast partners breaking down pop culture, feminism, sexual wellness, and offering fresh takes on trending topics through nuanced interviews with up-and-coming Latinx creatives. Known as Las Locatoras, Las Mami Submiten Bullshit, The Porcasteras Next Door, and Las Porcasteras Peligrosas, we've been podcasting independently since 2016, and we're bringing our radiophonic novela to the My Cultura Network to continue sharing stories from the Latinx community. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 7. Take, Take us to your, your network! network. Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome back to Locatora Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. You're tuning in to Capitulo 150-150. Last time on Locatora Radio, we discussed the current state of feminism and waves of anti-feminism. Go back, tune in, let us know what you think. If you've seen any examples of anti-feminism, especially online, tag us send it to us because we're continuing to collect receipts on this ever looming issue. Yeah, I feel like we kind of without even intending to like start a little series on Locatora Radio, like we start with an idea and then we're like, okay, we have to revisit this every so often and I think that this is one of those topics. Totally, because each episode is honestly like we've been noticing something has happened repeatedly right okay now it's time to make an episode about it so these are things that are happening on an ongoing basis anyways and we're just you know we're noticing yes we're noticing we're archiving we're discussing yes we are and before we get into today's episodes can i just point out that we hit 150 episode one I can't believe it. Go us. Go us. Go us. Shout out my cultura. Yeah. 
we could not have made it without them. <laughs> Literally. Shout out to the Michael Dura Network, our new home. We love it here. We're just, we're cozy. We're settling right in. Yeah, I mean, 150. I'm so proud of us because we're a weekly show. And without the weekly cadence, we wouldn't be at 150. No, it really makes a difference. I yeah. mean, the cadence, it like, it really adds up. And it helps us, I think, also to diversify our content mm -hmm. because we got to come up with something different enough from the week before. Right. You know, instead of checking in like once a month. Right. We right. really got to pay attention and write stuff down and flesh out ideas. So I think the podcast is just continuing to flourish because of our move to iHeart. I 100% agree. It's great. It's great. And I also have some news that I want to share. Oh, my God. What happened? So I am officially a full-time locatora. Yes, we love it. So I quit my, I resigned from my job in January. And it was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made because I love this job. It's with a great agency, probably the healthiest work environment ever. I had a like really comfy work from home situation. Um, but you know, with the full-time grad student, I heart new shows. I just couldn't, you know what, it turns out you can't do it all, and that's all right. And I think that also ties into today's episode, mm. also. Totally. There are only so many hours in a day, and so many days in a week, and you were really juggling, like, everything for a time there. Successfully, the end of 2022 was, like, hyper-productive for you. It was. <laughs> for better or for worse, you know, something that I really reflected on at the end of 2022 when I was burnt out was it's not okay the limits you push yourself to mm. and having that realization like really led me to the decision of resigning from this job that I really care about and I really enjoyed because some even if you can do it does, does it mean that you should right so real and right. I like found myself like, okay, just because you can kind of hold down three full-time things doesn't mean that you should. And the network was like the goal. Mm -hmm. So like, what am I waiting for? You know? Totally. It's that, what's that saying where it's like the place you're at now, like you were dying to be yes. there three years ago, five years ago, you know, one year ago. And like now we're here. Right. We have to revel in it and appreciate it because, and we were, we were dreaming about this and ideating and manifesting and talking about it and pitching and really trying to push to get that network contract the right one. And now we have it. Now we're here. Exactly. Like we have to, and you talked about this, like when we are now celebrating these milestones, do you have the time and the space to celebrate them? Right. Yeah. I, I think there's like so many iterations of that, of that idea or that saying, right? It's like one of the things that I also think of is like, remember when you wished for what you have right now. Right. Very mm -hmm. same, same mm -hmm. feeling. It's like you wanted this so bad and now you have it. Can you even enjoy it? Do you even have the time and space to really thrive and enjoy and be happy or are you always stressed and booked and looking towards the next thing exactly yeah the that's I think the kicker too is especially with all this entertainment industry type work banging on the door throwing rocks at the windows like let me in breaking in breaking in tearing down the door exactly so now we're here okay I was begging like let me work so mm -hmm. now it's time to work that's 
ultimately, I feel like when we talk about we have dreams and goals, it's to do more work. Yeah. And so now we're here. Yeah. And we're working. And I think it's it's working. Mm-hmm. It's totally working. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and I think, yeah, in the spirit of letting things go to make room for new things, and we're approaching February, and that's you know, a month full of love and reflection and Mm -hmm. like whatever type of love that means for you and your life. We wanted to talk about self-love today or Mm -hmm. el amor propio, which I feel like in the last five, six, seven years since we've been podcasting, like continues to like be a topic of conversation for everyone in like the feminist spaces, in wellness and dating, like all these different areas of life Mm -hmm. people are always talking about self-love and self-care and I think we kind of are like okay like we don't need to always talk about that but I think we want to take some time to actually talk about that today yeah if ever there was a time or ever there was an episode it's going to be like our February Valentine's (laughs) Galentine's-esque episode and yeah you know I'm also reflecting on how much the conversation has probably changed if we go back to earlier seasons and earlier episodes Mm -hmm. when we were younger women talking about self-care I feel like those there was probably more like uh, bath bombs and facials than maybe like we might discuss today right um I think for me this idea of self-care 
has evolved to this place where it's like, can I take care of myself enough that I can be ready to show up for like people around me? Yeah. And I think that has become more of like my test and my marker for self-care. It's not just anymore like, do I feel good and happy? Mm -hmm. It's like, do I feel good and happy? And do I have my shit together enough that if, you know, like there's a situation at home, I can be responsive or I can help or I can participate in some way, you know? So that's kind of like how I've been thinking about it. Like care of myself, honestly, in service of others. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like when thinking about past episodes because we've been podcasting since we were respectively 23 and 24 wild we're grown women even though we thought we were grown then we're Mm -hmm. like really grown now yeah and continue to grow um but i was also thinking about how our definition of self-love and self-care has probably changed over the years and how before it was like wearing the bombest outfit feeling the best in whatever way that meant that day And I like that's still true to an extent, but I agree. I think how can I show up for myself that allows me to show up for others? And I think going back to what I was saying about juggling too many things, I felt like I was a little monster gremlin in December. Like I felt like I was not my best self, like to those around me. And that also made me like reflect, like, is this how I want to be spending my time with my people? Like, do I want to be in a crappy mood because I'm so exhausted? And I think that coupled with all these other things, right? Being in a space that has allowed me now to be full-time locatora really shifted like, okay, I want to show up in my best way for others. And I can't do that if I'm running myself to the ground. And so taking that step of, okay, I'm taking the leap. I'm going to be full-time, I'm resigning from my job, was an act of self-care and self-love for me as a person, but also for the career, right? But really, really for like me as a person, because I was a little gremlin. Like I was not my kindest, best self. And I was like fully, fully aware of it. And I could see myself showing up like a little gremlin. Mm. You were. It was like you were in a permanent state of hangry. Yes. For the month. Yes. Yeah. I was constantly hangry. Yeah, yeah, essentially. yeah. Essentially. And it's understandable because that last week of the month really tried you, <laughs> like really put you through some hoops, some trials and tribulations. I feel that you handled it all with grace. <laughs> but of course, I'm not there with you every hour of the day. Right. You know, but um, I feel like... It's one of those things that sometimes that's also the self-love is like we are these little pressure cookers and it's okay if if there's a little steam. And hopefully those around us who love us like know that we don't mean we don't mean anything by it. (laughs) We're just a little stressed, you know. Yeah, I like overheard my mom talking to my tia and she she was referring she was talking about me and she goes oh, yeah, she's in finals right now, so I'm staying away from her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I was, like, both mortified, but also, like, you know, a good call. Like, yeah, like, I do need to be, like, I need some distance from people to, like, figure things out. And, yeah, better that 
I could I do the same thing. I'll tell my mom like I just need to be left alone a little bit. Yeah. And this is for everyone's benefit. You know, I don't want to subject you to my crabbiness. Right. I need to address the crabbiness myself. I know how to fix it. Let me just handle it and we'll be back. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I agree. And then, you know, when thinking about like I don't know, Mala, like when you we're in your early 20s or even just even a year ago like how do you think your definition of self-love has changed like what did your acts of self look like what did your acts of self-love look like then versus now yeah you know it was a lot more performative I think and a lot more indulgent I think that back then And this goes, I think, ties into like our conversation in past episodes about the type of feminism we were engaging in. Mm -hmm. I think it was a lot of like, have the cocktail, like throw on the cute dress, like meet up with the girlies, like go party, like stay out until the wee hours of the night, you know, like get the acrylic nails, (laughs) take the bubble bath. Love all those things. Super fun, you know. But I think now the self-care is like not going out not drinking, taking a class, you know, like going and like doing something that is contributing to my long term, whatever, health goals, happiness, success, as opposed to like the weekend, you know, Band-Aid. Right. Which I think a lot of our self-care or mine, at least in the past, was like weekend Band-Aid. Oh, I agree. Because it was so tied to this very traumatic job that I had. You know, it's like you're working traumatizing like hours and doing traumatizing stuff and being exposed to traumatizing things. So the self-care is just like recovering from that. But just so that you can get up and do it again the next time you go in for work. Right. Life is so different now. Life is like so lovely now because over the years, making certain moves to now center my life around like art and creativity and performance, whether that be the the podcast, both of the podcasts, you know, Locatora and Marihuanera or the stand up or the improv or the writing, what have you, the skating. So I don't have to like recover from my work anymore. I don't have to recover from my life (laughs) from the nine to five or the Monday through Friday. It's like it can all be integrated and it can all contribute to my my happiness. So I think that's also like been a big project for me is just shifting everything. So like the center is not harmful. The center is like is is in and of itself happy, you know? Yeah, I love that. That's such a good point because I think so much of early 20s, mid 20s self really up until the pandemic was about like you said putting that band-aid on. And how can I, like, be cute? And even though I don't think I I saw it then, because I don't think I was trying to, like, buy my self-care, but it was very much tied to, like, getting a facial, Mm. you know, getting the acrylic set, which I still get. They're Gel X now. But um, very much tied to, like, how can I do do an act that's going to make me feel better for, like, a couple hours or a couple days? Mm-hmm. But like this, the the root of it has not been fixed. And I think that that ties into what you're saying about like, well, if it's like you're being traumatized systematically, like especially in your line of work. And I think for a lot of us, like we're dealing with it's not just internal sadness. Some of it is. But it's also like, oh, no, you're working against systems 
that are like trying to tear you down or trying to make you feel bad, which is why like the individual self-care day mm-hmm. is not going to help you. It's not going to fix everything. It's going to put a Band-Aid on. 100%. Yeah. And again, we still do all the, those cute things. We still do them. They're not gone. No, no, no. We've kept We them. still have a cocktail. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> I think we, now we know like, okay, we're done. Like, yes. We're two cocktails and we're good. And that's fine. You know? Yeah. But before it was like, oh no, we're going to, we're going to drink. Oh yeah. All the cocktails you have. <laughs> <laughs> double double fisting happy hour let's do it it was good times it was fun yeah. and you know you still need those days and yeah like we still work those things in but I think we've kind of learned like the moderation and also like okay if I have to recover from my self-care <laughs> it's right no it's maybe it's not self-care like yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> 100% I shouldn't need a recovery day for my self-care weekend you know so that's that's a difference too is like um I'm back in the gym you know and sometimes you have to cut harmful behaviors out so that you can like actually invest in more helpful behaviors and I think that's been a big part of also just staying alive in the pandemic it's like we couldn't do certain things so that we can keep doing what we want to do you know right um i that's been a big mind shift change for me yeah like that harm reduction of okay government is not doing what they should be doing so like how are we taking care of ourselves and each other yeah because i think like now while not everyone participated or viewed like wearing a mask as community care, getting vaccinated as community care. I think like a lot of us in our little circles, like definitely saw like, okay, this is one small way that I can enact community care. And it's not just like the broad community, but literally like people you live with, Mm -hmm. relatives, and also broader community. Totally. Like, and and, uh, we still go out and go to a like I don't want you guys to think that you know we've just thrown out all fun because that also hasn't happened no we still do our things and we still go out and stuff but like I was just kind of talking to to friends about how you know we did our first bebe sota of the year we did it at the Virgil and we were talking about how I used to go to the Virgil like when I was like 22 23 I was at the Virgil every week that was one of the spots religiously like it was church. I was at the Virgil every week. And now it's like I had not been to the Virgil in years. I don't even know when the last time I went to the Virgil. It must have been it it's probably been more than five years. I wanna say. I wanna say the last time we were at the Virgil was for a cumbiaton party like twenty eighteen. 2019 so yeah it's like been a while it's been at least five yeah and at 2023 now and but now i'm there and on the other side of things Mm -hmm. like hosting an event throwing a party yeah not there to be nuts you know it's just different it's just a whole different vibe so yeah growth maturity i think that all contributes i often get asked why i'm such a big fan of wrestling and it's all thanks to my grandma growing up we would watch matches together and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. 
They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, no, yeah, I think like I like think about okay, I'm I'm kind of, like I'm a procrastinator. So I can self sabotage my like myself and Same. my journey and work like mm-hmm. intensely. And so something that I've also been thinking about is like preparing for tomorrow, like helps you or if like you plan for tomorrow like you're good and I've I've kind of just been writing down these little like affirmations or just thoughts about like it's okay like to be ready right you got to stay ready you don't have to get ready kind of thing Mm -hmm. um because I feel like I have been the last couple of years especially now like stepping into like really full-time full-time locatora it's like okay you have to hold yourself accountable And, like, you have to, like, do the work. Mm -hmm. And that, like, all ties into, like, that self-care, self-love. Because it's, like, no one else is going to make you do it. Like, you have to do it. It's true. Like, as an adult, you know, becoming prepared for something is entirely, like, self-motivated and self-driven. Yeah. No matter what it is. Like, this is, for me, also why, like, I've been getting back into acting. I've done a couple self-tapes recently for, like, parts and, like, short films um, and, like, a web series. That and the stand-up, it's, like, I can't just show up and wing it. 
to some extent I can the improv is there but to a much larger extent there's you have to have a level of preparedness and practice and like your reps under your belt so that you can just show up and do it and wing it but you're not really winging it because you've been preparing daily weekly monthly and that has been really important for me because I think like for me um growing up I've always been really good at just showing up and just winging it or just throwing it together like I'm really good at bullshitting (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) and that is something that I think um you'll hear kids who like oh I was in the gifted program like I did this I did that people sometimes almost expect less of you when you're like the straight A student you know what I mean like anything you do is golden so like over the years it's also been learning like I can push myself and I can actually become better and be better and I can prepare for things and that's part of the self-love too is like giving myself the time and the space and the preparation to like truly excel at something and get better at it and improve you know and so like the procrastination and the self-sabotage is just that like it is self-sabotage like why am I stopping myself from being good at something literally I feel (laughs) like like sometimes like I I have a hard time being bad at things like the learning curve for me is like really hard. It like really challenges my like perfectionism. And so when I'm like learning something new, if I'm not automatically good at it, I don't want to do it. Mm. And so that has been like really challenging to work through. I'm doing it. I'm doing things that I'm not automatically good at, but it's hard. It's like really pushes you out of your comfort zone because it's like, you know what? It's actually okay to not automatically be good at things. Like mm-hmm. that's why you that's why you're learning something. You're doing something new. You're trying something. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have to be world class <laughs> at this thing that I just tried for the first time. Literally. That's one of my favorite Beyonce quotes, right? I want to say it's from Homecoming where she talks about how people don't like to rehearse Mm -hmm. because they don't like to look silly Mm -hmm. and they don't like to look like they don't know what they're doing. And so rehearsal is very vulnerable. Right. And learning something is very vulnerable because it's also admitting I don't know. Right. And I'm going to be bad at it for a while. Yeah. Until I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I think like with grad school too, like I have like really pushed myself to get better at something like already have a podcasting audio background how can I like even get even better at it Mm -hmm. how can I tell stories in the best possible way how can I craft a narrative around something and that also has its learning curve do I already have a background absolutely but do I know everything no and so I think that has been very enlightening and also there's a level of vulnerability to it as well because I'm developing something brand new where I'm like the sole host I'm like writing mm-hmm. a script. And so that will come out sometime this year. But that's like something I've been actively working on that's like really, really has like extremely vulnerable, exposed, yes. raw. So listeners, I don't know if you caught that, but that was basically <laughs> an announcement <laughs> of a future solo project headed up by Diosa. Yes. So date TBD. So, but it's in the works. I've been teasing it. If you follow me on my socials on Locatora, like we've been teasing out this project for mm-hmm. a couple of years. Um, so stay tuned. But even just yeah, it's like doing the things that scare you, right? Telling the story that you're like 
oh, I'm never going to tell anybody this. No, you're going to tell it and you're telling it now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just know it's going to be really good, you guys. Like, you stay fucking tuned, like, seriously. Yeah. So, yeah, TBD. But um, something that I feel like people have talked about over the years is can you be in a relationship with someone while you're, like, working on yourself, while mm. you're healing? I feel like there's always a debate about this. And yeah. so I wanted to pose this question to, like, wrap up the conversation about, like, self-love and self-care is, like, can you be in a relationship with someone while you're on your healing journey, while you're learning how to love yourself, learning how to take care of yourself? I would hope so. You know, I hope, I would hope that, like, folks in relationships are, you know, constantly, like, working on themselves and each other. But I also know, like, I watch enough reality TV to know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are, or what you do in life. Like, there's somebody for everybody. And some of the most whacked out people, like, out there in the world have ride or die <laughs> boyfriends and husbands and spouses and girlfriends. And so it's that thing of, like, there is a lot of kind of, like, comfort and familiarity and, like, mutual chaos. Like, sometimes, like, relationships thrive off of that just mutual dysfunction. Oh, yeah. Take me back to my early 20s. Same like, Z's. Yeah. And so it's, like, you know, that is definitely true. And I would hope that that I think your relationship is a good example of like people who are working on themselves like constantly. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. We're both in therapy. We've like been working on ourselves and then, you know, by extension, the relationship for years. But I think, yeah, like I met my partner when I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. But I was like, I think that this person is the person. And so I need to, like, get my shit together. Mm. And I did. To get ready to for To get ready for him. to yeah. be in this, like, stable relationship. So stable to the point that, like, the first year I thought it was a boring relationship. I remember. Because I was, like, so used to <laughs> chaos that I was like, is this, is this normal? Is this boring? I remember. <laughs> I was constantly questioning everything the first year until, like, you get settled and, like, oh, no, this is just, like, a healthy relationship where two people want to be together and there's no fighting like obviously disagreements but there's nothing volatile about the relationship and I think but also on the flip side like he was at a point where he had done a lot of work where had we met five years prior it like definitely would not have worked like he was a different person Uh so I think yeah I think it just depends on like where people are on their like respective journeys Timing is everything. Yeah. Timing is everything. I think about, too, like, hmm. Okay, so I feel like there are celebrities where, like, they were in wild relationships, and then you see that celeb mature and grow and come out of it. I mean, I think Angelina Jolie is, like, Mm. one of the examples. I remember early Angelina. (laughs) Right. You know, Angelina and Billy Bob. Angelina yeah. and her brother. Right. Angelina and the the blood. The blood. <laughs> in the necklace. It was Billy Bob's blood. Billy Bob's blood. And then, you know, Brangelina. And, like, I feel like Angelina was this projected to be this very wild, mm-hmm. like, weird, hypersexual, vampy celeb back then. You know? She has now come to be known as this, like, 
philanthropist and this speaker and someone who's like a leading lady and, you know, very poised. And it's just interesting and fascinating to watch, you know, the trajectory Mm. and how so much of that image of her was rooted in her relationships. Interesting. Specifically. Yeah. You know, so like I look at her and then, of course, you know, I think Britney is an ever evolving person and situation I think a lot of the like toxicity around Britney's image was also like it was Kevin Federline and like the men that she was with right um and you know she's been through so much and I feel like she's still evolving right and figuring herself out now that the the conservatorship, the conservatorship has been lifted yeah. has been lifted you know yeah I mean, there's a whole, I don't want to dive into it because it's all conspiracy, but there's like a whole conversation about Britney happening on TikTok um, that I won't, like I said, I won't dive into. But I think, yeah, that's, that's, she is like a, one example of, you know, there's been all these like think pieces about how like the media has done her wrong and failed her back then. But then you see these other examples, like how it continues to do so with like me, the media specifically, not with just her, but Amber Heard and Mm -hmm. countless other women over the years like Mm -hmm. nothing has really changed in regards to how society like views and projects lots of things onto women Mm -hmm. oh yeah I I feel like we we, it's like we still haven't learned our lesson with Britney no people are still being mean to Britney yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I don't so I don't know yeah I don't know Uh, leave Britney alone once again it's still relevant it's still relevant it's still relevant I know well okay any final thoughts on well I guess okay so we have this year Valentine's is coming up um you know a lot of people over the years have come up with different ways to celebrate the holiday people will do Galentine's people will do like speed dating lonely hearts people will do your classic you know, dinner and a movie. What do you have going on for Valentine's this year? I'm hosting a little Galentine's soiree with some of my close friends. Obsessed. Am I invited? Of course you're invited. Thank God. But I think, yeah, I'm trying to be very intentional about like hosting this year, like hosting my friends, spending time like away from just having like more intimate gatherings as Mm -hmm. opposed to you know, we're, we go to an event, we go to a party, even like with you, like so much of when we're together, we're working, mm-hmm. right? And so how do we create space and time outside of the work life so that we can like have a friendship? Right. And so, yeah, I think I'm being very intentional. My goal is to be very intentional this year about having gatherings with like my very close friends because um, a lot of y'all are either friends or like have just gotten to know each other over the years and can vibe and you know hang out and there's no awkwardness or drama so that's nice but yeah that's what i think i'm doing this year for valentine's day galentine's cute cute i got booked to do a stand-up comedy show on valentine's day (laughs) and i was free so i said yes i will be there so 
Um, more <laughs> details to come. It'll probably, I'll be posting on my Instagram, the flyer. Cute. I'm at Mala underscore Munoz if you want to come through, if you want to get some giggles in on Valentine's Day. Also, you know, I am still dating the guy that I met at Vallarta, the tortilla chip heir, and he's planning something for us. It's not going to be on Valentine's Day proper because he's filming. He's going to be out of town, but he is planning something for us, and I will update you guys. Okay, I can't wait. Sounds sounds juicy. Sounds I'm excited. Exciting. I know. I know. We're really into like experienced based outings and activities these days. That's fun. Yeah. And I'm like filling people in on my TikTok. I'm just wanna I'm just trying to be one of the like dating content girlies. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I feel like you have like kind of documented stuff over the years, like whether that be through the podcast or your social, like mm-hmm. with happenings. Yeah, we're just making it official. So I'm at Mala underscore Munoz. I talked about <laughs> my first date with the tortilla chip air. If you guys are not on TikTok, go check it out. It was actually super fun. He took me to the same doctor that that did Khloe Kardashian's brain scan, and I got my own brain scan. It was really romantic. I have no questions there. Good. <laughs> I'm, Good. I'm letting that one go. Just, yeah, you can inform me later. Yeah. Um, so let us know what you think about amor propio, el autocuidado, self-love, self-care, and like how has that evolved for you over the years? How are you defining it? How are you practicing it in your own life now? How are you loving yourself? Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you can always visit our website, locatoraradio.com, and leave us a speak pipe voice memo to talk about how you're loving on yourself now and forever I love that I love that well thank you so much for tuning in to another capítulo of Locatora Radio we'll catch you next time besitos Locatora Radio is a production of Locatora Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network for more podcasts listen to the iHeart Radio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows besitos Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella. Hosted by Mala Muñoz and Diosa Femme. traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Hibbets. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.